The opinions expressed on this program are solely those of its hosts, guests, or callers, and do not necessarily represent the opinions of WTBR-FM, its management, other producers, or sponsors. You're listening to And So It Flows, your only show for H2O. Thanks for tuning in. we got a great show for you today. We have Patrick White, who's running for... In the abundance of water. The third district of the, the Berkshire, what is it? The state, state rep. Thirsty. State rep, I'm getting a little coaching. Because we've got Patrick White in studio today. He's going to come on in about 30 minutes. He's going to chill out and, and watch how the show is done. You're listening to And So It Flows. I'm your Super Waterman Ambassador for Water. Super excited to be here with you. Got a great show coming up. We're going to be talking about a little bit to Patrick White to find out what his vision to bring a voice to Berkshire County water issues into the state house over in Beacon Hills. So uh, really cool little episode we got here today. Maybe there's a way to deal with some of the issues dealing with. We'll, we'll ask him. I got a little quiz for him coming up soon. So stay tuned for that. We got some good water music coming your way. Let's see what's first up. And by the way, if you're interested, uh, we are here at 89.7 WTBR-FM Pittsfield Community Radio. And you can actually listen to us uh, live stream at WTBRFM.com. Or you can get us on podcasts on multiple, multiple podcast platforms. I'll list more of those a little bit. But let's see what we got in the name of Tunage. We're going to start off here with... Miley Cyrus, uh, bottom of the ocean. Come on, Miley, throw us some Miley. Oh, Miley, come on. Hold on. We're working on our little bit of a, come on, we got this. A little bit of Miley, we're just waiting to make sure that we are all connected to the internets here. All right, there we go. Come on. Can we do this? Uh, we're going to re, re-up this so you get to listen to my voice for another second or so while we get this all going. Make sure that we got the best connection to our playlist here for today. And this is... Uh, bottom of the Ocean. Miley Cyrus. It's been in the past for a while. I get a flash and I smile. Am I crazy? Still miss you, baby. It was real, it was right, but it burned too hot to survive. All that's left is all these ashes Where does the love go? I don't know When it's all said and done How could I be losing you forever After all the time we spent together I had to know why I had to lose you Now you just become Like everything I'll never find again At the bottom of the ocean in a dream, you appeared for a while. You were here, so I keep sleeping just to keep you with me. I'll draw a map, connect the dots with all the memories that I got. 
Nirvana doing Lake of Fire, a little uh, little shout out to Silver Lake that burned here in Pittfield in 1923, and uh, one of the games is to see if that could be given like a really high bill of health once and for all, so people feel good about going there. For those of you who are not familiar with Silver Lake, just look it up in Wikipedia and uh, you'll see that it, it burned prior to the Ohio River's burning but it, it, it burned like 40 years earlier in 1923 so uh, we'll be talking a little bit about that with Patrick White who's running as a state rep to give some voice uh, to some water issues at Beacon Hill when he 
when and if he gets elected. So uh, stay tuned for the second half of that show. I will be uh, discussing a little bit of that. A uh, little bit more coming up right now is some water news. Let's go see what we got here for water news. Okay, where do we got it? Hold on. Okay, this is it. This is from the Cleveland Clinic's website. Their news. Does taking cold showers benefit your health? What do they have to say? You may have heard about the trend of taking cold showers, but do they actually make a difference when it comes to your health? What does the Cleveland Clinic say? I think some of the most supportive research regarding the benefits of cold showers shows the potential to decrease pain and inflammation and to improve muscle recovery after exercise, explains Melissa Young, functional medicine specialist with the Cleveland Clinic. While a cold shower may offer some relief after a workout, Dr. Young said research is limited as far as other health benefits like weight loss. Even though your metabolism temporarily increases in response to the frigid water, it's not the best route to lose weight. And although some evidence suggests cold showers may boost your immune system, overall research is limited as well. So, Thank you, Cleveland Clinic. Uh, may I suggest that you look into the work of Wim Hof. He's a Danish, uh, not so much a researcher, but a practical practicing person who takes cold plunges. So a little bit of research is already done there. So Cleveland Clinic, I appreciate your willingness to get down that aisle of finding out about what's going on with cold showers you're listening to and so it flows your only show for h2o i am your super waterman ambassador for water you can actually listen to us as you're driving through the pittsfield area on 89.7 wtbr you could also find us on apple music amazon audible you could find us on podacy podcast addict and so many more podcasts Uh, platforms around the country around the world and in your phone so if you love your water and it's given you something good in the last 24 hours i would be honored that you take up a subscription because you know why it's free just like water could be and should be we got some james taylor coming your way a local water hero here in the berkshires and uh, bringing it around the world with fire and rain. Just yesterday morning, they let me know you were gone. Suzanne, the plans they made put an end to you I walked out this morning and I wrote down this song I just can't remember who to send it to I've seen fire and I've seen rain I've seen sunny days that I thought would never end seen lonely times when I could not find a friend But I always thought that I'd see you again Won't you look down upon me, Jesus You gotta help me make a stand You just got to see me through another day My body's aching and my time is at hand I won't make it any other way Whoa, I've seen fire and I've seen rain Seen sunny days that I thought would never end 
seen lonely times when I could not find a friend But I always thought that I'd see you again Been walking my mind to an easy time My back turned towards the sun Lord knows when the cold wind blows It'll turn your head around Well, there's hours of time on the telephone line To talk about things to come Sweet dreams and flying machines In pieces on the ground Whoa, I've seen fire and I've seen rain I've seen sunny days that I thought would never end I've seen lonely times when I could not find a friend But I always thought that I'd see you, baby One more time again Thought I'd see you one more time again There's just a few things coming my way this time around now Thought I'd see in my stones, let it rain, I hide your plane in the bank, coming down at the Dow Jones, when the clouds come, we gone, we Rockefellers, we fly higher than weather, and cheap clouds are better, you know me, in anticipation for precipitation, stack chips with a rainy day, Jay, Rain Man is back, with little Miss Sunshine, Rihanna, where you at? You have my heart, and we'll never be worlds apart, maybe in Still be my star, baby, cause in the dark, you can't see shiny cars, and that's when you need me there, with you I'll always share, because when the sun shines, we shine together, told you I'll be here forever, said I'll always be your friend, took a note Then the 
You're listening to And So It Flows, your only show for H2O. I am your super waterman, ambassador for water. All things H2O, super excited to be here with you. You just heard a little Jay-Z and Rihanna do an umbrella. Before that, we had Fire and Rain uh, from James Taylor, Berkshire County resident and probably one of the bigger water water loving artists out there he's done a lot of work around helping cleaning up the housatonic river all uh all hats off to him thank you james for all the work you do and what why do we bring you in so it flows really bottom line is to bring culture to the water conversation so we could bring it outside the cup so we can actually talk about things that are really important like life itself so you know why do we do things why do i do things like that because you know why not it's a good purpose especially after this last three or four years of kind of going head deep into a death cult it's time to have that conversation for for being alive on this planet and how can we make it such that we get beyond survival and move towards thriving And what would it actually take to rebuild cities and communities by working on the one issue that brings the vita to revitalization, and that's water. So we'll have that conversation with Patrick White, who's running for the 3rd District, which, uh, let's see if we can find a little bit more about what that is. Where is the 3rd District? Hold on. I think I have it here. Third Berkshire consists of the towns of Alfred, Beckett, Dalton, Egremont, Great Barrington, Lee, Lenox, Monterey, Mount Washington, New Marlborough, Otis, Richmond, Sandusfield, Sheffield, Stockbridge, Cheringham, Washington, and West Stockbridge. All in the county of Berkshire County. Very exciting. Uh, former seat was... Uh, with a gentleman by the name of Smitty Pignatelli. And he's, uh, he's decided not to run this time. So having a conversation in a few minutes with Patrick White, who's from Stockbridge. And he'll be sharing a little bit about his water views. we got more coming your way right now with a little bit of uh, poetry. And this is a poem called The Berkshires. Once jagged peaks, they're now but rolling hills, more welcoming when they were sublime. The trickling water pleases where it spills, where craggy peaks give place to rolling hills, easing the mind like Wordsworth's daffodils, and older mountains easier to climb. What once were jagged peaks on rolling hills, More welcoming this way, if less sublime. And that's a poem called The Berkshires by Alfred Nickel. So hats off to Alfred Nickel for bringing water to your words. We got more water music coming your way. And then we're going to be bringing on Peter. uh, uh, Pardon me, Patrick White, uh, who's running for third Berkshire. And uh, you're listening to And So It Flows, your only show for H2O. We've got a little bit of Natalie Merchant coming up right now called Building a Levy. So build yourself a levy.
built yourself a living deep inside You gotta build yourself a living deep inside Don't go walking by the riverside alone In the pale Listening to And So It Flows, your only show for H2O. I am your super waterman, ambassador for water, bringing you to water consciousness around the world from the hills of the Berkshires. Uh, you know, for those of you who aren't aware of the Berkshires, some awesome, awesome areas, and we also have a water stressed area too. Pitfield, where the OG of uh, Forever Chemicals. Uh, are from the OG being PCBs uh, and you know that's kind of the cult uh, of our show because imagine if Flint had a water show water podcast we want to have that kind of like it's important it's like having a water show from Colorado they would pay attention more because it's drier out there similar things happen on the east coast while we have more flooding, we do know what it's like to deal with water issues. So for those of you who are listening around the world, thank you very much. Uh, I am really, really honored. And uh, in our studio now, super psyched to have with us 
the one and only Patrick White. Patrick, you want to say hello to our watering-loving listeners hello around everyone. the world? Hey, how are you? Yeah, thanks for being here. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate it. Uh, why don't you tell a little bit about yourself, who you are, and what you've done, and, and uh, you know, just share with people. Well, let's see. I, um, I, uh, I, uh. I've had a career. I have worked as a as a selectman in the town of Stockbridge. Before that, I was on the Conservation Commission and uh, have a lot of experience around water and poison and uh, some of the topics that you're going to want to talk about today. Yeah. Um, I think if people want to learn about me, uh, there's a, uh, uh, a whole lot of information at patrickwhiteberkshires.com, but uh, I'd like to spend our time talking about water, if that's okay. Yeah, really great. Thanks, thanks. Now, uh, a question. On the Stockbridge Conservation Commission... What exactly do you guys look at and deal with? The Conservation Commission is, uh, is, uh, is really, a, uh, it, it didn't start out this way, but it, it transformed about 40 years ago into a regulatory body. So we deal mostly with, with the Wetlands Protection Act, the State Wetlands Protection Act. In Stockbridge, we also have a town wetlands bylaw that, goes, that, that provides protections beyond the State Wetlands Protection Act. And that's actually a really... Anybody is uh, sort of a board policy wonk, they could uh, give me a call and I'd be happy to talk them through what some of the, the finer points there are. Um, uh, you know, we, we've got other boards, though, in town that, that I helped to actually uh, found, uh, like taking care of uh, Campusabog, which is uh, the only calcareous basin fen in the state of Massachusetts. And Cal- that's a calcareous? Ca- calcareous. It means limestone based bog. And uh, because it's uh, so rare, there's endangered, there's globally rare endangered species associated with it. Wow! And uh, and uh, and uh, it's it's just really important, just for the heck of it. But also, you know, for you know biodiversity to take a look at how we protect spaces like that. Is there like a Loch Ness monster in there? I you know there's a there's a. I believe they've uh, found everything from because it's the bog is deep. You know, like uh, like the old um, you know. Uh, uh, what were the woolly mammoths? They, they found bones for woolly mammoths wow. and stuff in there. Yeah, I guess yeah. they got thirsty. Yeah. Exactly. Needed, needed you know, it's like our own little tar pit, except you know it's water. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. That's actually yeah. really amazing. Uh, so thanks <laughs> for sharing that. So, uh, what do you think? I mean, you're running for third, uh, third district, which yeah. is made up of a bunch of towns mm-hmm. in central and south uh, Berkshire County. How many towns altogether? 18. 18 towns. Uh, what do you think are some of the major, what you would say, water issues that are hitting? Why don't you talk about the top three that you think? Well, of course, uh, of course, the Hustonic River is, uh, you know, flows, you know, from the north part of the district all the way to, to uh, the border with, I mean, to, to the Atlantic Ocean and so to the border with Connecticut in terms of my district. What would be my district? I think that the uh, the Hustonic River issues generally, and the PCB issues uh, specifically, are to come to top of mind. I would also, you know, um, I, I'm very excited that the uh, the uh, Stockbridge Mohicans are coming back to the area via uh, a 351 acre acquis- uh, uh, acquisition of land in Stockbridge, the north side of Monument Mountain, which, believe it or not, half of it is in Stockbridge. And believe it or not, they were they were river people. They lived all up and down that river, and uh, and uh, I think they're going to have something to say about this cleanup. And I hope they do because yeah. I think their voice is important. Yeah, they were. Um, I, 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 what I understand is uh, the Stockbridge Bowl, according to Native American language, it was called Lake Mackinac. Yeah, uh, and they the peoples were called. Um, People of the forever moving water, or yeah, something like that. Exactly. Yeah. So they were literally a water people. They literally lived along that along that river, and then they hunted as 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 uh, they moved out. They they came uh, from, you know, it's interesting. If you ever get a, a chance, you one person you should get on your show is uh, Professor Renaud Cox. She's up at Williams College, and she's a geologist, and she talks about Berkshire geology, and and you know. The Berkshires are mild, and they've been mild for 10,000 years. And so one of the things that happened was that the last ice age, the Berkshires, the ice age receded about 3,000, 4,000 years later than it did in the Hudson Valley and in eastern Massachusetts. So you basically had a big finger of ice 
one to three miles thick above where we are right now. Wow. And so consequently, as, as the indigenous folks were settled here, they settled the Houstonic River Valley and eastern Massachusetts. And this took thousands of years before it was like land with like plants on it, let alone animals. And so this ended up being more of a hunting ground uh, up until about the 17th century when Hudson, when Hudson came down what's now the Hudson River. There was so much disease and... Um, an impact that they regrouped and they actually moved their headquarter to Stockbridge and spent about 200 years there uh, based out of Stockbridge, the Mohican people. Yeah. Uh, there's still a bunch of them around. I think uh, the tribe has about 1,600 people and, and they're, uh, they're really real excited about getting back to their homeland. And I tell that story because, you know, I think that a lot of, a lot of ways history repeats itself. What's happening to our land right now in the Berkshires is history repeating itself, in my opinion. And certainly what, what's happening as it relates to, uh, you know, issues of living along the river, you know, um, you know, it, you think back what it was and what it is now, and it, it's in so many ways sad. So it's something that we've lost. It'll take generations, if ever, to get back. Mm-hmm. So we touched on the Housatonic River. Yeah. Touch a little bit on Stockbridge Bowl, Lake Bikinik. What other issues do you think need a voice in the state house? Cyanobacteria cyanobacteria that basically that toxic algae oh like that green stuff that, that green stuff fishes. that'll kill your dog and kill you and kill all the fish all right wow is that Cyan- coming from like phosphorus no, overload cy- yep, or what? yep cyanobacteria likes two things it likes nutrients, nutrients and it likes warm water we can't do anything about the water getting warmer mostly can't do anything Around nutrients, you, you know, you know, cyanobacteria basically grows in nutrient-rich environments. So that means we've got to figure out ways to reduce the amount of nutrients, such as fertilizers. And we also have to get, figure out ways to, uh, to get rid of poisons in our lakes. Because poisons basically also are another thing that is uh, scientifically associated with these blooms. And you're starting to see them in Berkshire County. You've seen them at Pontusic and Anoda. You know, the, the healthier a lake is, it's about keeping the water cool, and it is about keeping the nutrients out of that lake. And you look at what happens to not only our ability to recreate on this water, but all the property values of these towns, which support the tax base. And keeping these lakes clean is a huge top of mind issue uh, for folks uh, for folks in the, in the, in the Berkshires. And, uh, and I feel like we really need to um, do a couple things. We need to let towns override the ability of these giant pesticide companies to sell their products locally. And that's something that you don't have currently have in the state of Massachusetts. Oh, let's go down the pesticide road. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. I can talk about it all day long. Yeah. You know, uh, Zyklon B mm. was a pesticide. Mm-hmm. Uh, first used commercially uh, mm-hmm. by our friends over in in Europe uh, to, to really do some dastardly mm-hmm. things to other human beings. And... Um, we have uh, connections Dow and DuPont yeah. uh, to some of that stuff and some of the chemical residues of that stuff and what it, the impact on people. And I think that's part of like what I was discussing before quickly is moving outside of the death cult. Yes, right. Like, can we move like the I was listening to uh, Vandina Shiva. I believe she's a organic a biologist and, 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 and professor and a teacher out of India. And uh, she was talking about the green revolution and how it got usurped by chemical companies mm-hmm. to sell more and more chemistry sets to farmers, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, Roundup and other things yeah. that are really killing our water supplies. I want to talk about Roundup and PCBs for one second. Yeah, let's do that. A year ago today, a year ago today, my best friend growing up in Stockbridge, a guy named Steve Rose, died of a rare form of throat cancer. His next door neighbor got the same throat cancer. He lived on the river right by the Stockbridge Golf Course. We used to shag the balls. We would go and we would get them, we'd clean them up for 25 cents out of that river, and we would basically sell them back to the golfers, right? This guy never smoked. And you, you actually talked to long-timers who've lived along that river because I wrote up his story and I heard back from so many people who lost loved ones to cancer along that river. And I hope, you know what, with these corporations like Monsanto and these corporations like GE, they're always going to be profit-oriented. They don't care how long we live. They care what their quarterly profits are. The only way to keep them accountable is to make it so, gosh darn, I was about to swear, expensive 
to them to hold them accountable. And I hope that the folks who are suing the pants off these folks around the health impacts, around what they did to their homes, and around the finding of these hidden drums of PCBs, I hope these people take them to the cleaners because unless it costs them more than they could possibly imagine, they're going to keep polluting. And uh, I, I have a flip side to that coin. That's a good, good, uh, you know, make them pay kind of point of view. Another point of view is if they see the value in the cleanup. You know, we've lived long enough on this earth as human beings, especially in the last hundred years, mm-hmm. uh, industrial revolution, all that stuff, you know, uh, you know, pollution, is to see the value in the cleanup. Kind of like Kodak came up with the digital camera, mm-hmm. but then they didn't move on it. They figured, eh, just a fad. It could actually be that the cleanup is going to be way more profitable than the actual poisoning part. Yeah. So uh, if they could see a value in becoming part of the solution rather than simply resisting, I think that's also part is kind of carrot and stick approach enrollment of a board member to say, oh, what a wasteful way we've been doing things. Maybe it's time to do something different. And uh, I think both end, like, those are two different tracks I'd yeah. like to see. Look, I, I, my job, and it's just a tiny nonprofit, but my job is to be a chief financial officer, okay? And I'll tell you this, I, I, I would love for that to be true for them to see the light. What I think is that they see the dollar signs. GE had $11 billion in profit last year, and they appealed that 2016 uh, uh, consent decree, the, the EPA uh, agreement, to save $200 million, 2% of one year's earnings, and they stuck all those forever PCBs in that dump in Lee. And uh, under the Trump administration, here's the Democrat coming out with me, they knew they had, a, they had a, the, the ear of the, of the, you know, the folks who were going to side with the polluters, and they appealed, and they won. And for over, 200, over just 2% of one year's earnings, they're going to stick those chemicals and leave forever. Wow. I, there's no way to defend these people. That's and a, I don't believe, I don't have any confidence that they'll do the right thing because they get enlightened. Correct yeah, I, I get it. I get yeah. it. You know, uh, given their track record. For folks who are just tuning in, we're having a passionate conversation regarding water and the environment and the third district here in Berkshire County and bringing it around the world. Because uh, what's local is national and international. Yeah. Uh, the PCB issue is a big, big deal and something that wants to be dealt with. You're listening to And So It Flows. Mm-hmm. We're talking to Patrick White. Uh, and so thanks again for joining us. So a couple of things uh, regarding this. Uh, how do you feel about the rest of River Agreement? What do you think about that? Look, that's I a, got elected in thing. 2020. It was already signed. I think that I think basically a lot of a, a lot of folks like me who are not all that sophisticated in the ways of federally mandated cleanups got snookered. I feel like we were we were in you know cleanup. It's a great word. It sounds so good. It sounds like what everyone should get behind. So five select boards. You know this these are jobs that basically don't pay. We're basically volunteers. Maybe we make a couple of grand a year, and we get we get sold into a process where where we had to appoint somebody. You know I am on the select board in Stockbridge. I am the select board is the town's executive. I, I am literally one of the three people in that town who is charged with running the town. And I can't get a copy of any of the minutes from Oops. the rest of River. I have I have actually requested them and both our lawyers and the the, the their lawyers say nope you can't because it's all all those meetings were governed by confidentiality. This is Massachusetts. We have open meeting laws. And not even just anybody, anybody who should have the right to them. The guy who's supposed to be running a town can't read the minutes of those meetings over the last 10 years. How are we supposed to manage it for the next 10 years? I'm just yeah. telling you, everything about it was rigged. I hate that word. I'm sorry. I'm not going to use the Trumpy word. But it really was, in this case, a process that was not designed to have public input of the public's best interest. That's in actually, uh, I want to I wanna point to a thing that actually why uh, this show is here yeah. uh, and why I, you know, is, is water doesn't care who you voted for. Yeah. It's here to provide mm-hmm. life and, you know, mm-hmm. other times death, but in most of the time life. 
mm-hmm. you know. Uh, mm-hmm. And then bottom line is w- what happened in Lee was what could happen everywhere. Mm-hmm. You had a uniting of forces to mm-hmm. kick out all those folks who signed on to this uh, Rest of River mm-hmm. Agreement. And you had a complete cross-the-board overturning mm-hmm. of many of the seats on the, on the select board there. Mm-hmm. And uh, kind of a, what I would call an evolution revolution, yeah. a H2O evolution, where they got to see, uh, you know, what's important. And many of those folks have felt that they got left out to the dry yeah. by some of the other towns. So, And I have a suggestion on this ahead. topic. Um, and I want to pivot to something, uh, one part about this that could be positive. Okay. Um, there was a there was a basically a payoff to five towns and Pittsfield's got some too. It's, in total, it's about seventy, almost seventy million dollars. My suggestion to the folks who live in these communities is: do not let people like me use it to like set the tax rate or buy a truck or buy like you know some kind of building that we might need. Use it to invest in the environment. Like, let me give you one example: invasive plants thrive at the edges of habitat like 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 along a river okay. because they need to act, have access to sunlight mature forests don't provide a lot of sunlight for invasives all right so it's, it's in the edge of the forest that's why you see so many of them where the road is carved out on the sides of roads all right that Houstonic river has so many invasives that are that are choking the edge of the river we can get rid of those and we can actually replant the forest uh, along that river and for for the million and a half or so dollars that Stockbridge got I am advocating we invest that money back into environmental stewardship and not just take it and lower somebody's taxes by 10% for one year exactly. let's invest it back in the river yeah as a kind of a regenerative right. practice you know you know what the other thing is that when you put canopy when you put forests around a river it cools the water and if you keep the water cool, you keep the trout alive, you keep the natives alive, and you keep the cyanobacteria out. It's actually really critical with climate change and with global warming to start to think about how we're going to protect the water and keep the temperatures cool. And making the Housatonic River a blue space that people could That's be right. proud of. That's and right. blue spaces are, are, are known to decrease mental health issues and mm-hmm. uh, also mm-hmm. bring in small small business as well as give people access to lowering uh their uh, stress levels lowering crime uh, you know like really bringing small economic investment yeah. uh simply by being able to access the river in a safe way let alone all the benefits to the to the plants and the critters that live on that yeah river. for yeah. sure all of yeah. that all of that and uh just again for those of you who are just tuning in you're listening to and so it flows your only show for h2o uh Patrick, a couple things. Aren't you your your CFO for like what the Waldorf School or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah, Berkshire Waldorf High School. Oh, it's I a fancy title. It's basically eight teachers and me who work for the school. Yeah. So you know. Uh, yeah. But yeah. That's that's pretty great. You have about like another two minutes. So right. how can people find out more about you or participate? Sure. If they feel something that you might Could be find, actually uh, passionate. Yeah, I th- I think um I I. I I try to collect my thoughts and share them. One of the things that if I, if I win this job I'm going to do is, is communicate once or twice a month like I've done uh, for years in Stockbridge with actually a, a written communication that gets into uh, uh, the details of policy positions, not just like sort of the photos and whatnot. So at patrickwhiteberkshires.com, already you can find at least 30 long-form essays on all these topics, including the rest of River. Um, uh, I, uh, I, uh, you can find me on Facebook. Of course, you can also just give me a call. I, I um, go to my website. The, the number is on there. I'm not going to put it on the radio, but if you want to actually call me, go to patrickwhiteberkshires.com. Uh, you can also email me, patrick at patrickwhiteberkshires.com. I'm easy to find, and I'm very accessible, and I don't think that, uh, that our job is to insulate us from the people we, we represent and serve. Uh, in fact, I think that uh, transparency is one of the things the state needs the most, both at the local and at the state level. We yeah. still do every media on Zoom, by the way. little light of day and yeah, a little uh, protection of water, absolutely. both good things. Uh, you're listening to And So It Flows, your only show for H2O. I'm your Super Water Man Ambassador for Water. And Patrick, thanks again for being here. Thanks for sharing your water passion. 
and uh, good luck in your race. Thank you, sir. And you uh, have a great show. Uh, I, I love the show. Thanks. Thanks so much. You're listening to And So It Flows, your only show for H2O. We got a little bit of uh, Major Laser and Bieber coming up with a little bit of cold water. And So It Flows, your only show for H2O. Everybody gets high sometimes, you know What else can we do when we're feeling low? So take a deep breath and let it go You shouldn't be drowning on your own And if you feel you're sinking I will jump right over into cold, cold water for you I will still be patient with you
your mom and them You can see who loves who for miles around In a water tower town With anything, Tuesday quiet makes such a beautiful sound. And nobody eats till you say amen, and everybody knows your mom and them. You can see who loves who for miles around in a water tower town. Yeah, in a water tower town. You're listening to And So It Flows, your only show for H2O. Super excited to be here. Thanks for tuning in again. You can hear us on Apple Podcasts, CastBox, TuneIn, Podcast Republic, Good Pods, Amazon Music, also known as Amazon Audible, Podacy, Podcast Addict, and Castos. Uh, Super psyched that you were here uh, with me today and all of our greatness uh, check out this last song by Tom Lair, Pollution, and then we'll see you next week. Time was when an American about to go abroad would be warned by his friends or the guidebooks not to drink the water. But times have changed, and now a foreigner coming to this country might be offered the following advice. Visit American City, you will find it very pretty. Just two things of which you must beware. Don't drink the water and don't breathe the air. Pollution, pollution, they got smog and sewage and mud. Turn on your tap and get hot and cold running crud. The Hollywoods and the sturgeons are being wiped out by detergents. Fish gotta swim and birds gotta fly, but they don't last long if they try. Pollution, pollution, you can use the latest toothpaste and then rinse your mouth with industrial waste. Just go out for a breath of air And you'll be ready for Medicare The city streets are really quite a thrill If the hoods don't get you, the monoxide will Pollution, pollution Wear a gas mask and a veil Then you can breathe Long as you don't inhale Lots of things there that you can drink But stay away from the kitchen sink The breakfast garbage that you throw into the bay. They drink at lunch in San Jose. So go to the city, see the crazy people there, like lambs to the slaughter. They're drinking the water and breathing the air. The mouth is the water. Sparkling water, lemon, osmosis, carbonated, filtered, distilled. See? Thirsty.